Welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about TV, movies, comics, and all things geek. For today's show, we're covering the subject of spinoffs. Thanks for listening. All right, spinoffs. Let's get into it. I'm Zach Slater. I'm Frank Melman. This is Tommy Smithereens. And I'm Clifton. So I thought this topic would be fun because spinoffs create interesting reactions from fandom, I would say, when they get announced. Sometimes they're met with groans and, oh, just leave it alone. And it's a cash grab. And other times the fans are overjoyed at the prospect. So I thought this would be an interesting one to cover. So let's get into it. My favorite one that I think everybody knew was coming was in the 90s was Buffy the Vampire Slayer spinoff Angel. Okay, okay. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think in the truest sense, it was a spinoff because you get the uh, a lead in the show leaving said title show to do something else, and you see their exploits and what they do as a result of it. I think that's the best case of a spinoff uh, in which um, it's just that. Like That's the best case that I can think of that I thoroughly enjoyed and, and felt it was a telling of a character set in the same universe but having nothing to do with the um the previous show at that point forward i thought it was very good in what they did and what they accomplished mm-hmm. what was weird to me though is it went to a different network which is rare right or the same network right buffy moved right yeah actually yeah buffy moved out yeah but yeah that is that's and that's even weirder too right so I, I know you love Angel. I know Frank loves Angel. I do. I'm curious about it because because my, my Buffy experience is kind of sporadic. It's all over the place. The ones I've seen, like I didn't watch in any order. Um, Angel appears when in Buffy? Is he right from the start? Mm, it was about seven or eight episodes in, something like that, or is it sooner than that? I can't remember. No, okay. so, uh, he's, he's probably um, in the beginning of the first season. I say the uh, close to the first half. Um, Specifically, I'm um, trying to think about which specific episode he came into because he had a self-titled episode, but he's fairly, um, he was fairly thought of with, with the inception of the show. Yeah. Okay. So, so he's an early character then, and then got his own show, I guess when Buffy, like, did that coincide with like season three of Buffy? Am I wrong? Season three, season four? Uh, the end of season three. It's after season three. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, that is like the the more pure sense of a spinoff is that it was a well-established character on the show as opposed to to where you get them bringing in a character for like one episode and then being like, they got their own show now. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was one where like you you took a character with a lot of story and then built a show on that story that that, that was well established. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my sense that he's he's explored, I don't want to say fully, but he's explored a lot like like you get to know him in Buffy and then and then it's sort of like but you know there's still more to the onion you know we're just peeling the onion in his own show right right yeah they definitely set him up there and it's one of those things where he's you know they they, they explore the relationship and they explore the idea of him being angelus in uh, in Buffy and for a while what is it he's kind of is it season two he's like the big bad really wouldn't you say yeah. oh yeah yeah so he's kind of the big bad in that. And then um, they start to, in the midst of season three with all the stuff with the mayor and Faith, they set up the, they start to sprinkle throughout the season the idea of, you know, Buffy's a teenage girl at this point and Angel's lived hundreds of years. And what's going to happen when, you know, she's 80 and he still looks like he's, you know, in his, his early 20s at that point because he looked, you know, he was still pretty young as an actor, David Boreanaz was. So. They start to do that, and then by the end of the season, you know, they, they basically decide that they're going to do the spinoff, and then that's where it basically ends up. It's after all the stuff with again with Mayor and Faith, you know, that's how it ends up. Is he decides to, he kind of walks off in the, in the distance, <laughs> and then you know, then it's Angel, which is said obviously it's not set in Sunnydale, it's set in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and, and it's completely its own, you know, its own thing. And then in the first episode of that, they set up the main villains of the entire series, which is Wolf, the law firm of Wolfram. Uh, Wolfman Hart. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This, this is all coming back to me now. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. And then they have, then they have, um, Cordelia's in the series, right? That's the only regular at first from Buffy. Yeah. She's the look- first, yeah. She's the first crossover from Buffy. Yeah. She basically is there to, to, to try to become an actress. Mm. And then you find out that, um, 
her family has lost their money. So she's, she's poor, but she's also kind of becomes angels like uh, secretary slash gal, gal Friday, kind of like doing all the stuff behind the scenes of keeping the office together. And then the other character they have is um, Doyle. Doyle's in like the first eight episodes or seven, eight or six, seven or eight episodes of Angel. So, so if we go back into the time machine really quick, I'm curious. So, what was your guys' opinion when this was announced? Did what like was there was there excitement for it or confusion? Like, like what was did, did it did it feel natural? Well, I mean, I didn't watch. Um, I didn't watch Buffy up to uh, the first three seasons of Buffy. I didn't watch. I just heard about them from friends of mine. Mm-hmm. And then I came back and, and basically binged them all. You know, I had friends who had either video cassettes or they were repeat or whatever. That's how long ago it was. And then um, I think that the first three or four episodes of uh, Angel, I watched the same way. And then I, from like season four of Buffy and on, I just watched, I watched them all. So, um, no, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. They do a good job of setting it up as kind of a, you know, monster of the week slash detective of the week kind of a story. Wouldn't you say, Tommy? Yeah, no, definitely. Mm. But I, um, I like the um, what's you call it? The um, I, a long time ago, I read a story about, but uh, Angel wasn't exactly the spinoff they projected. Mm. If you mm. remember, did you remember that, Frank? No, no. Angel was supposed to leave with Whistler from Buffy. Oh yeah, remember that's that? right. They talked about that. Yeah, now I remember that. That's right. They did talk about yeah. that at some point. Yeah. Original talk is they. During the course of Buffy, there was one character that came, it was half demon, half person or whatever. Human. But he had always talked to Angel about working for the powers that be, what she does in his, in his own show. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the setup was supposed to be more organic in which the character um, takes him off and they go open his agency as opposed to him just leaving as a result of the, the turmoil that causes in season three, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they couldn't get the actor, and as a result of it, they had to change it around a bit and do it without that that particular actor, and that's how they introduced Doyle. Right. Yeah. Okay. He was the yeah. Yeah, because Doyle's kind of at first is is the um is their kind of conduit of the powers that be like when there's he's kind of like the trouble alert in a human in a, in, a, in a demon, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, like whenever mm-hmm. there's a problem, he would get visions of what was going on, and then um. He would basically say, you know, so we need to help this person, we need to help that person. And then eventually Cordelia gets that role where she has the visions. And then, you know, as the series goes on, they add, in the rest of season one, they add Wesley, Wesley Wyndham Price. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Another uh, transplant from Buffy. Yeah. The highly underrated Alexi Denisoff um, yeah. from Buffy. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. that guy. Um, I, we've talked about it before, I think a long time ago, the idea that Alexi Denisoff, you know, should have gotten an Emmy. You know, she would have gotten recognition for the fact that he uh, plays Wesley and the journey that character goes on from the beginning of, you know, from his last appearance on Buffy to his first appearance on Angel and then where he ends up at the end of the series is, that guy's so good. <laughs> it's one of those things where, again, I, I wish they had, they'd, you know, they, they had less of a uh, stigma towards genre TV and they'd given him awards for his stuff because he was really, really good in that show. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So, I mean, so it's, this is a good example of, of, I think customarily what people like think of for spinoffs, right? It's, it's a side character mm-hmm. that, you know, is not the star of one show, but then the, there's something there. And then, right. so like they go on and, and, you know, they move on, they get their own show where they're the focus and everything. But, mm-hmm. um, like as with almost all the topics that we explore in the show, as I think about it more and more, the, I, I find that the, that it's more hyphenated, that it's more cut and dry, mm-hmm. right? And I'm and I find that there's a lot of spinoffs that are not necessarily side character spinoffs, right? Okay. That they 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 are other things, and some of them are kind of confusing and hyphenated. I find so so I'll use Star Trek as a good example of this, right? Right, where it's kind of um. It's kind of kind of a funny thing. So the first Star Trek is what sixty six, right? The Shatner mm-hmm. one, sure, mm-hmm. right? TNG. I would not consider a spinoff. It's not right. It's not. I consider TNG Next Generation to be a reboot, resequel, right? Mix like bits bits of both right. of those, right? Relaunch. It's kind of all of those things. Yeah, but it's not yeah. a sequel. Right? I mean, it's not a it's not a um, it's not a spinoff. No, right, mm-hmm. but. I would say 
Deep Space Nine and Voyager are. Yes. Of TNG? Of TNG. Yes, yes. I'd give you that. I wouldn't say that, right? I, but I wouldn't say the TNG itself is a spinoff, no. But what I, th- what I think is, is, is interesting about this is like, wh- one of the reasons I'm coming to that is just sort of like proximity to the original series, right? There's 20 years approximately between Next Generation and Star Trek, but just the fact alone that Next Generation and Deep Space Nine are concurrent for for portions of it, right? And Voyager is concurrent to Deep Space Nine at points of it. Like, it is interesting how, like, that alone makes me, like, gives it kind of spinoff classification for me in my book. I'm curious what you guys think, though. I the reason why I don't I don't classify TNG as a spinoff is because it has none of the original characters from the original series. It's not it right. No, no, they visit, they show up. I'm saying there's no series regular that's basically that was on the original series. It's on TNG. There was. Right, they don't establish it out of the game. Right. Right. Well, actually, they did. In the first episode, the Force Kelly came on as the Doctor. Right. But he's not a regular. Yeah, he's not a, he's not it's the not, focus though. It's not like they gave Bones his own show and it's like Bones in Space or doc, but, you know Dr. Bones Space Doctor, you know, his own spin-off. That's a spin-off. This is just a continuation of a story from from, you know, was it 66 years later? Or however long it is in the future, I don't even know. So so okay. So just to establish, it, mm-hmm. you feel that only spin-offs are legitimate spin-offs if they have a former character of the parent show given their own show yes hmm okay, okay. interesting yeah. Yes. yeah yeah very interesting because you might each <laughs> no i mean you may it may be some great wiggle room I, now my i team, think there is a lot of wiggle room yeah but i agree with you it is a stretch to think about a spinoff right because it doesn't have the um series regulars right but it doesn't mean it can't be a spinoff because then it argues the question when there are spinoffs of um, ancillary characters that they introduced for one episode. Mm-hmm. Those aren't spinoffs in your opinion? What do you mean? Like what uh, Clifton was saying earlier. Clifton had mentioned that sometimes we get an episode that is almost the pilot of a whole new show mm-hmm. in which you see a family or a character introduced that you've never seen on the show before and then it introduces you to a whole nother show. Right. That's considered still a spinoff, even though it doesn't have a main character from the original series appear on the new show. Right. If you have a back, what you're saying is a backdoor pilot, but basically they have they establish in one show the the premise for another show, and then if that show spins off, then okay, then sure, I could see that. Yeah, I see what you're saying there. I'm just saying, you know, Star Trek: Next Generation doesn't have, you know, it's not it's not as if the premise is set up in in the original series, right? No, it's not. Okay. So that's my only thing. That's my. That's why I would be like, I understand what you're saying because yeah, backdoor pilots happen all the time. There was a backdoor pilot for um, the Canaries in the last season of Arrow, right. and they, they've already they just yeah. recently announced that that show is not going to be a thing. Right, and it's how Flash started on Arrow. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The Flash episodes of Arrow in season two were the backdoor pilot for the Flash right. series. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Good example. What I was going to say was, if if. They were doing the one of the other thing is if they were going to do if they were say they were doing TNG, say TNG was a new concept now uh-huh. and then it was popular and it was doing well and they decided to spin off into Deep Space Nine and then further out into Voyager. At some point, I would imagine they would have done like they like they did with the CW sh- superhero shows. They would have some kind of three series crossover, right? There would be some kind of thing to establish like this is our universe at the moment. Right. Mm-hmm. And granted, I don't know why they didn't do it at the time. Maybe it was too much of a headache to try and get all the actors together. I don't know. But that's one of the other, other earmarks of, of doing, a, a, doing a spinoff is that eventually you might see, like with the CW shows where the, the characters interact or they have moments that happen or like Angel and Buffy crossed over at least once, you know, either characters would go back and forth from the shows or you would have an out and out crossover, right? Mm-hmm. With those characters. That's the other thing again. I mean, I understand like TNG had Spock and it had McCoy and it had, uh, Scotty, mm-hmm. but yeah, know. yeah, but no, I'm I'm with you on that, Frank. Though I think I I, I think right the focus it's it's not it, like the the credits don't say starring Leonard Nimoy. It's <laughs> right. not Leonard Nimoy's show, <laughs> right? You know what right. I mean? Yeah, sure. But I but I mean so so Worf pops up in Deep Space Nine, but I would say that Deep Space Nine is a spinoff right from the get go. 
Yeah. Oh no. Isn't you I know thought, right? I, like I thought Picard, but isn't Picard in the, in the pilot or or like in the first couple episodes? Like there's a bit with Picard. I thought in the first couple episodes of Deep Space Nine. Am I remembering that wrong? And doesn't O'Brien go really early? Yeah. Th- yeah. He introduces mm-hmm. it. It's almost a backdoor pilot, but not because Deep Space Nine is brought up, but not brought up. There's no lead in from um Next Generation. It's mm. wholly and solely, so it appears just like Next Generation, mm. in which it is its own entity. Okay. And the two episode premiere dealt with Picard. Okay, so I now mind you, there is no crossover, direct crossover, until Next Generation stops airing, and uh. then they pull Worf and um, no, and no, I take that back. O'Brien. O'Brien. I right, apologize. Yeah, right. O'Brien is the ancillary character from Next Generation that goes to um. D Space Nine. Yes. But other than taking that character, it's almost a show in itself. Yes. Miles mm-hmm. O'Brien, the most important character in Star Trek history. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I understand the constraints in which you're talking about the spinoff. Mm. But to me, I'll accept it because it's, it, it's within their world. It's mm. just not within their crew. Right. Right. Hell, the title's called Star Trek. They do reference everything that happened in the first series. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's not like it's separated wholly and solely. It's still within their universe. No, yeah. I agree with I'm used to being a more um, tangible or more, um, you know, connected universe. Mm. But this is a rare case. It doesn't have to be. Right. That's why I accept. It. Yeah, I think I, I think for me. Yeah, I think about it customarily as, you know. Friends ended and Joey got his own show <laughs> and that's a spinoff. Right. right? Yeah, right. Joey. But. Yeah. I do have to open it up and think about that there is such thing of, of like what I call like brand spinoffs, right? And this is all your CSIs yes. and all your NCIS and stuff like that, <laughs> where there is no carryover. It's just, Concept. it's just like the formula in another place, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Whereas, as far as I know, the carryover is like the Tony Scott like map graphics that you know where. <laughs> <laughs> where yes. they're staring at a giant screen and they're like his cell data pinged here and we're gonna go after <laughs> right you know i mean those are spinoffs too and it's not it's not like mark Harmon is in ncis la right right yeah. maybe they've crossed over i'd be surprised in this climate if they don't but they've done they've done backdoor pilots for some of them like i think scott bacula showed up on ncis before they started ncis new orleans right with the plan, like they knew that show was coming and just wanted to get introduce people to the character on the popular show first. Yeah. But no, but to me, it's, it's a rare instance because I don't care what C- uh, any CIS show does in the next hundred years. You know, it, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a caveat of uh, 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 Star Trek and how they <laughs> manipulate that aspect of it, mm. you know. Right. So but I'm curious, though, is there like like, OK, so it sounds like we prefer the side character spinoff, right? Oh, indeed. Yeah. OK. But so why is that? Like, why do we think? Because like, because that the, there's, it's an easier, it's it's an easier adjustment. That something anchors us. I know this. This is familiar, and then and that's comforting to enter like a new world. I don't know. I'm spitballing. No, I think I think usually it, it's one of those things where I, I you know, when I think it's about spinoffs, it's just usually it's a good opportunity to be like, oh well, this is a part of the world that you don't know about, right? Mm. You know, and not to, you know, I know the term universe and shared universe gets thrown around all the time today, but I think it's one of those things where if you get a chance to see more of, like, Angel does it really well. Like, you know, Sunnydale is a a fictional city and it's on a hell mouth and therefore we see all the stuff that goes on there. But, you know, I don't know if I really thought about the fact that, well, you know, I know there's, there's, you know, they mention other places because there's other watchers and other hell mouths, but at the same time, I never really thought about, well, what's going on in like really big cities? (laughs) Like Los Angeles is Mm. a big city to patrol. You know, if you're just the, the lone guy, you know, the lone vampire without a soul, or I'm sorry, lone vampire with a soul, you know, you're, you're basically there fighting the forces of evil in Los Angeles. It's a little different than trying to take care of Sunnydale. Right. Okay. So, I, I, always, I always like the idea of we're going to see more of what's, what's out there, you know, mm-hmm. in a way that kind of like when, you, when we, you know, that's when we talked about in the past, we did our episode of sequels, the idea that if you're doing a sequel and you're just retreading what you did in the first movie, well, then that's not really... You know, that's not really what I want out of a sequel. I would much rather it be, you know, we're going to see more of the world around them or more of the world about, you know, that they're into. And I think Angel does that really well. I think it, it does a really good job expl- exploring and expanding the mythos of, you know, Buffy in the first place. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it like I'm, I'm a little inclined to to 
Not to say that there isn't a brand spinoff that can't exist that that wouldn't suck me in, but I feel like I feel like that there's nothing out there as far as like 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 I'm not so in love with a formula of a show that that I that like that that's going to keep going that to make me go like oh now there's this other one mm-hmm. where like like the Law and Orders is 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 kind of a perfect example of that right like Law and Order has a very very strict. Uh, uh, formula that it that they all adhere to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. First, first half is, is is finding the bad guy, right? Finding the crook, and the second half is 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 the trial, right? Right, and yeah. and they all do it, and and with, with with different kinds of crimes and stuff like that and everything. But like, you know, the, the, those to me are less interesting. I know those shows have their fan bases and stuff like that, but that to me is is. Like I said, like I'm less inclined to follow something just because it's like it's written in the same way, uh, you well, know, like it's constructed in the same way. Well, I was going to bring another example of the spinoff. Mm-hmm. One special case is um, um, the Jeffersons, mm-hmm. in which every time you see George Jefferson in All in the Family, he stole scenes. Right, right. He did it so much that it begged for another show to be shown what this character can do. If you kept the camera on him 24 seven, you know, right. Mm-hmm. I was going to bring up, uh, I was going to bring up that one actually, because all in the family is still one of the Kings of right. spinoffs. Oh yeah. Right. Uh, the Norman Lear universe. It has seven spinoffs total. Oh, that's right. That many. And Jefferson's is one of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also had Archie Bunker's mm-hmm. place mm-hmm. checking in mm-hmm. Gloria. Yeah. Maud. Then Maud spun off good times. Yes. So mm-hmm. Good Times is like two degrees of separation away, a spinoff from All in the Family, and then 704 Hauser Street. Yeah. Which I think was the last one that started back in the 90s. So those are considered the seven spinoffs from uh, Norman Lear's All in the Family. Yes. And still, I don't know if anything's quite up to that. I mean, it depends on how you consider them, but those were characters appearing on one show and then going off and doing another show. The mother on Good Times was on Maud before Good Times started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was their maid. Yes. Yep. Well, Jefferson's is an interesting example too, because like like one of the things that I was thinking about is on occasion does a spin-off like outshine the original. Oh yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um I can th- I can think of examples for me in my case. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh you know, like for for me, I would like the the King spinoff to me is is Clifton. We we have like slightly different um, definitions of it. Like like I'm I'm not thinking of it as like what spinned off the most, but I'm thinking like what's the best example? Like what's something that's so good that I think I think of that show first versus the original, and it's Frasier. Yeah, right. Like really? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. You're surprised, Tommy. Uh, yeah, I, I could, yeah, but I, I could, yeah, but I love Cheers. I love you, Cheers. You got, you guys were all, you guys all knew I was going to bring of a Frasier. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's been fifteen minutes. Right. You know, like whoever had fifteen minutes on your bet, collect your winnings. Right. Yeah. yeah. No. I, I, and just as an aside, though, it, Frasier wasn't the first Cheers spinoff. No, no, it was not. They also had the Tortelli. Oh, yeah, that's right. Based on Carla's family. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought you were going to say wings, <laughs> but no, but. To me, it wouldn't have been Frasier that would have gotten the spinoff. It, it, I agree. The, to me, the one it would have been um, someone else on that show. But yeah, I agree. But yet, however, it's unassuming. <laughs> I think because because yeah, I I hundred percent agree with you that like when when I'm watching Cheers, Frasier's like like not even my favorite character on Cheers. Yeah, I'm, yeah, like, I'm like I'm like I'm like I'm like Woody. Like give Woody a yes, show. Give yeah. Norman Cliff a show. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 But the fact that the fact that they gave it to Frazier and and my understanding of it was that, like, for whatever reason, the creators like like loved that character. And they were like, we think that there's something here, that there's something more to explore. Um, And and I just think that it's interesting also that, like, like over time, I feel like the character got perfected. Mm -hmm. So the the vision we get in Frazier is I, like I like the world a little bit better in Frasier than I do in Cheers so much that I have to like I have to remind myself that he comes from Cheers. Right. Yeah. Right. You know. 
I think I mean the other thing about Frasier that I, that I always liked was the idea of you know Cheers is you know about a obviously about a bar and the people that work there and the people that frequent it, whereas Frasier is like a completely different thing. It's you know I mean the idea of yeah. him being a radio psychiatrist is kind of a, you know an ancillary thing. It's not really what the show's about. It's really about just him and sort of being you know a stuffed shirt and you know and then the people around him like his dad and, and you know dad and everybody. But it's one of those things where I think taking that character out of that out of the bar and letting him, you know, basically seeing what his world is like is is was something that I I really enjoyed about Frasier from like beginning to end. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too, and I and I like, I I like also like like the playoff of Niles, right? Like you said, like he's a stuffed shirt, and Niles is kind of like even worse, right? Exactly, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, David, I, but yeah, David I Pierce is so good as Niles that you're like, oh wow. Frazier's, you know, and Frazier's, again, Frazier kind of becomes the idea, like, when we think about Frazier, Frazier was always the one that was, like, like, like the, the one that was, you know, too good for the room, kind of. And then you find out, well, no, Frazier's actually a little more relatable than his brother. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, Frazier's the everyman in, in, in that duo. Right, right. When you put them, <laughs> right. Right. When you put them together, actually, yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I just like, but yeah, like, like, like hundred percent, like it's, it's in, in a weird way, it's Frazier's kind of empire strikes backy to me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like Frank, like what you're saying when we were talking <laughs> about the sequel thing, mm-hmm. where like, it is interesting. A good sequel to me is, is same, but different. Mm-hmm. And Frazier is so different. Right. <laughs> sure. Oh yeah. Right. But at the same time, I go back and forth with myself on this, where it's like on some on some level, the the, the character we meet in Frasier does seem a little funny. Like, why was he in that bar all those years? Right. Like, it seems like not his scene. No, but right. I mean, that is the weird thing about the character, because he was a boyfriend of Diane's. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like from her stuffed shirt mm-hmm. world, like her uptight right. world. Yeah. And then somehow just got sucked in and never left. Right. Oh, but uh, for me, since I'm a che- I'm the only cheers lover here, Steve. It, no. it's it's. It was no, we all no, like no it. I love Cheers. Of course. No, I, <laughs> I mean, as love far Fraser as more, but the episode's yeah, about no, spinoffs. <laughs> no, but as far as me, I like Cheers better. That's what I'm trying to say. But I what I was going to say was, he didn't really get sucked in. It's sort of what he comes into Cheers because it's through the rejection of Diane that right. he relates to the bar of Cheers and how they relate to Diane. It's almost mm-hmm. comfort. And then after a while, it just becomes a, an everyday norm. So right. it went from somebody norm. that didn't fit in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. To someone that truly belongs because of Diane. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think, but I think what's so genius about it is that that pilot of Frasier is like, is centered around like, like growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like that there was a sense that, that, you know, his divorce with Lilith and everything, like he, he was a little stagnant in, in Boston. And so he needs to relocate he needs to sort of like like find himself again and i think that that's sort of like your avenue to to explore like like why he never drinks a beer essentially in fraser like i don't know that for sure but like but generally speaking he doesn't you know what i mean right mm-hmm. he, go, he comes in the house he goes and gets and gets a glass of sherry right, mm-hmm. right? yeah <laughs> and then he looks down at his dad for getting a beer all the time, right which is funny yeah. to me yeah. yeah but they almost changed they almost changed the dynamics of the characters slightly like at one point um, in Cheers, they say his father passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which don't they yeah. don't they bring don't they pick that up at some point in in Fraser? Don't they they make they a, do they make an adjustment as to why he was telling people his dad had gone. Yeah, yeah. which is good because and, and and that is the that is the fun thing about Fraser's that, that that some of the Cheers guys show up right. Damn, and, all of them show up. Yeah, and I forget I forget if it's the Sam guest star episode or if it's the Woody guest star episode, but but one of them meets their dad and he's like he's like what. Well, you you said your father and your brother were dead. Like, <laughs> yeah, right, like, yeah. like you said yeah. your father was dead and you were an only child. Right, in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, yeah. and and I love that it's 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 him being like ashamed of them at the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice right like workaround, I think. Oh yeah. Oh well. Oh. If we're talking about shows to me that exemplify better or the Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. of other shows, I thought of Xena, Warrior Princess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used okay. to watch oh, that yeah. show. Yeah, couldn't care for Hercules, and, <laughs> okay. and that's and, and Hercules is the one everybody knows. I mean, Cameron Sobel did what he did, but um, <laughs> Lucy Lawless as Xena, yeah, compelling. Yeah, that was the one. I mean, it took off in pop culture more too. Like Hercules was there, but Xena became like a pop culture sensation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when it was on, and then they also did Young Hercules with uh, 
with Ryan Gosling. Yeah, Ryan I just like to point out because people forget it happened. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He he was young Hercules. I never knew for that. Like 50 episodes. Yeah. With the vest on and everything. Almost wow. Sure. Yep. Yeah, had his own like young Aeolus with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I forget who played that one, but but uh Ryan Gosling was Hercules. Wow. Yep. But no, yeah, I mean you're you're right, Tony. Xena was like definitely better. It was more fun. It I was think. more yeah. fun, more they just, versatile. They incorporated everything. Yeah. I mean, I would argue say she fought the gods more than Hercules, which is odd to say. You know? <laughs> she died, went to hell, went to heaven got resurrected had a baby i mean if you can imagine <laughs> everything possible to do with the character they did it with that character then they had the musical episode too yeah they had a musical episode it's like they had an episode <laughs> where they were what they were reincarnated in the future or regular time right hercules gotten didn't get to see any of that <laughs> so no i agree there's there's certain um shows or, or spinoffs that do way better than the original yeah, and it's it, it's a weird thing too, and then and then there's some that like that you you. What am I trying to say? That like, it's connected, right? For sure, it talks to each other. Like I, th- I think like a different world. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I I enjoy right. a different world more than and stuff like that. But it's but it's like it's a different show. Sure, yeah. completely yeah. a different show. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's it, you know, and then and then the spinoff component of it leaves. Right, it's like right. What, it starts out as one of the Huxtable kids in college, and they're only there for one season, and then it's and then it's like you know the cast that they introduced and new people. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, that's another great one. Yeah, it is a good one. And to me, I felt like it got better each show, like each season, in which mm-hmm. they they were better able to define what they wanted to produce with their show, and the characters are more memorable and more engaging. Right. They played off each other well after subsequent years after Denise leaves. Yeah. And goes back to the original show. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's true. She does. Yeah. But the weirdest spinoff to me that I can't. I, someone had to tell me because I never watched the original. I just knew of it was Daria from Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. OK. Get into it. You love Daria. Yes, so I do. love Daria. You do. <laughs> This that, is not but, news. No, it's not. But <laughs> the weirder part is I hated Beavis and Butthead. I hated okay. the jokes. <laughs> I hated the characters. I was mad it got a movie. I mean, it was <laughs> it was the, the, the fanfare that show got at the time it was created was crazy. And then Daria came. Daria was nothing, nothing like Beavis and Butthead. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it made fun of the whole thing. I mean, it felt how can I? It's, Daria is, is weird. Was weirdly entertaining for me just because of how she dealt with life and like she was. She was always the smartest one in the room, but never showed it. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was always above it all in the certain in certain cases until she wasn't. You know. Right. Yeah. yeah. But she still felt teenagery. Like she still got embarrassed around uh, her best friend's um, older brother, who she had a hard crush on. You know, she mm-hmm. could evaluate the situation without pe- making people feel bad if she wanted to she always had that power or people referred to her as the the brain or whatever uh-huh. yeah I, I just loved what what they did with the show given the um what they gave us my, my sense of it was you know I, I didn't watch a lot of it, but it felt more like authentically teenagery it did right whereas like I, I had a beavis and butthead phase because i was i was like the perfect age for it when it came out like like I was their age, <laughs> essentially, right? right? Mm-hmm. But but it's like there's such an exaggeration. Sure, oh, of course. <laughs> that that in a weird way, it's like once the gag kind of wore off, it like I didn't stick with it and everything. Whereas like Dar- Darius seemed to be like like wanted to be about stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I'd like say that Daria felt almost like high school at that time. Right. So that's the thing. I mean, so like, what, what, what do you think the appeal is for me? Like, I can't quite quantify it. Like, I, I, I just think I kind of like to be caught off guard by it a little bit. Like, I like, I, I appreciate when it's not exactly what I'm expecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there, but you know, I'm sure that I can think of an example of of something where it's like it it wasn't what I was expecting, and thus I didn't like it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like. 
Joey might have been that example where like it may be straight too far. Right. <laughs> that, that, I, feel, like, I feel like he's Wolverine of the bunch. Mm. Less is more. Sure. Yeah. And then when you get a Wolverine book, it's like, yeah, didn't think I wanted that much of. No. Right. There's not much there. No, there. that's <laughs> not as yeah. much. That's an interesting point, too. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, you do got to be selective of the character, I think. I think I, I remember mm-hmm. going, going to Buffy. I think there was a lot of there was a lot of spike talk. Yeah, sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think Spike was the Wolverine of that show. I, 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 I'm with you, Tommy. I think in that, I think, I think that sometimes you pick a character that maybe you don't want more of. Mm-hmm. But Spike, but it's funny that you bring up Spike because one of the things is when they add Spike into like the last season of Angel, it's, um, it's so good. <laughs> it it's works amazing. Yeah, it's so, it does work. It works right? so well to have them play off each other. You know, it's what that show needed to finish as strong as it did. Like that's one of those things right. where you know, even the idea of having because again, I, it's one of those things where I, I think. I would, you know, say that Angel outshines Buffy for me personally. I think I think Buffy's really strong in the first three seasons, and the next three they don't have any real clue about the, what they want to do, and then the ending of it is not as good as I think of the ending of Angel. That's just me. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, and I think no, it's, it's not one just of those you. Three. Okay, okay. <laughs> so yeah, I know. I was waiting for you. To, I was I was giving you that setup, so I know it's thank not you, just thank me. You. But um, <laughs> yeah, I I just I, I think it's it outshines as the original. I think it's much, much of the two. It's a much better show. From top to bottom, I think there's you know oh, there's, yeah. there's definitely things I have issues with Buffy. I don't have anywhere near as many issues as I do with Angel. Okay, so, but you know, I think I think Joey, I think Joey's one of those things of, you know, it was it wasn't a bad premise, but it's you have to have you know part of the chemistry of Friends is the fact that you have six of them and you can write you know you can mix and match, you know you can bring in other people like Tom Selleck or uh, you know any other people that they dated over the course of that series, but. John right, Favreau right. and Bruce yeah. Willis and <laughs> Paul yes. Rudd. Yeah, I love and the Paul Favreau Rudd. episodes. Yeah, yeah. All those, all those people that they brought in, you know, and, and some stuck and some didn't. You know, I think that's part of the, but the, I think if you don't have a strong cat, and I'm not saying that Dre DeMatteo or whoever else was on, I don't know who else was on, Joey. Do you remember? Right. Uh, I, I don't remember the actors, but, but it, it felt a little bit more of a, it, it felt like they were going sort of a, a take on the family sitcom. Mm-hmm. Ah, a bit, which okay. doesn't which doesn't seem to be like a, a like a bad idea to me, right? right? Like it it seems kind of a natural progression for it, but you know, yeah, I don't know. I, I just like it, while Frasier didn't pick the character I thought would have been the focus for a spinoff and surprised me. Mm-hmm. I think I ju- I just don't know what there was there to explore with Joey. No, that was I the thing, you know, right. And, 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 and there wasn't, and there wasn't like a standout character like Frazier's dad or something like that, that, that right. like, that would hook you otherwise. Yeah. Right. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing is like, there's nothing, I mean, Frazier's one of those weird ones that, that, that maybe weird is a thing that I, that's, you know, it's one of the few sitcoms I can think of that just, it takes the character completely out of, you know, the, the, the what we know them in. And then gives them their own show and brings nobody <laughs> from the show that they started on. I mean, you can have guest right. stars. That's different. But I'm saying like usually, like with Angel like I said, you had uh, Chris McCarpenter came along. Or with, you know, Joey's another one where I'm like, there's nobody, as far as I know, that went from, you know, they didn't have like, they didn't, for some reason, they didn't contrive it that, uh, what's the, the guy that works in the coffee shop? Oh, Gunther. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't contrive <laughs> yeah. it like Gunther's with him for some reason, you know, <laughs> right, unless right. They, you know, out in LA or whatever. So, it's kind of like, that's the one where I was like, well. You know, I, I, I like I like sometimes when they take those shows and, and they split a little a couple of the cast members off um, and let them be, you know, give them a chance. Because, again, it also is, if it's a character, like like you said, if it's a character that we like and we want to see more of, you know, sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. So, I mean, but so 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 what are you guys looking for? Like what, when when something gets announced, right? Because because my sense of it is also. A spinoff is sort of like the ultimate compliment a character can be given mm-hmm. like in fandom right like that's when you know something's like worked that's when so- that's when a character has caught fire right when fans are going like like give so-and-so a show right right, <laughs> right. you know give Toph a show right like sure. <laughs> you know like that yeah. that's that, yeah. that's that's when you know okay we got something here right Toph from last airbender just to clarify in case people didn't know the reference but i will say this though going off of that a little bit I get the concept of the backdoor pilot, mm-hmm. but in certain cases, like I wish they would pick someone out of the series. 
like to me, uh, this is left field. The Zeta Project from Batman Beyond. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I was gonna bring that up <laughs> as as like the forgotten black sheep of the Timverse family. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah, but I don't understand why on earth they would give me a show about a sentient robot <laughs> in the DC universe's future. <laughs> right, right. It it at the time I was I was like sure because anything uh, involving that. Uh, uh, the Timverse, I was like, fine, what you got? Mm-hmm. But this, <laughs> you talk in I, Batman's world? I got a show about a sentient robot. <laughs> in Batman's world. Right, right, I know. That we, it, it made no sense. Right. Why it's we, almost as if they didn't even need to create it from Batman Beyond. Yeah, where, where's our Nightwing show? Where's our, <laughs> you know, where's any other, other character mm-hmm. of Gotham show? But no. Anybody. Yeah. Instead. Yeah, that one was from the season two, episode 20 of Batman Beyond titled Zeta. Mm-hmm. Yes. Then got his own show and then came back in season three, episode 12, Countdown, after the Zeta Project show had been running. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably give it a push. There's also a nod in, I think it's in the Justice League, uh, Justice League Unlimited episode when we find out that uh, Professor Henderson, is that the character? Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. is 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 not not no longer not longer kind of on the good side of things, and you find out like there's a point where Supergirl fights a oh, bunch of robots. Hamilton, huh? Professor Hamilton. Hamilton. Thank you. I don't want to say Anderson, but um, yeah, it's the, it's that one where they basically is a bit where they um, where uh, it's the Zeta. There's supposed to be Zeta robots there that she's fighting. Right. Oh yeah 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 yeah. They're 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 like a training uh tool for the justice league like in their danger room mm-hmm. or something and then and he like sets it to to, to kill <laughs> from <laughs> right, stun exactly. the kill or whatever yeah yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah that's right i remember that yeah they did a nod to it yeah did they ever even connect it to the hard act episode of batman oh. the animated series about like the the rogue computer Ooh. that was like kind of their blade runner-ish episode i don't think they that's did a good because they should have done that they should have done that that would have been beautiful yeah <laughs> that's an awesome idea clifton yeah, <laughs> yeah. They should have done that yeah. in retrospect. They could have yeah. used you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 nice. Between that and your idea for Shazam and Batman right. Beyond, man, you should write Batman Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the other one that, that we've we talked about, we don't have to harp on too much. But the, the other one that I that I think is a gold standard is Better Call Saul. Sure. Another one. You know. Oh yeah. Not not the not the same thing no not the same beast you, you you know you're you're taking a character that that i think is unassuming in a sense that that you don't necessarily it's not obvious to you that you want more saul stories right but boy is there more saul stories well, of course yeah there's a right lot. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah now i've you know I, i've talked you know at length about <laughs> how good better call saul is and the fact that you know, even though we got it, I was still kind of wary about, well, do, like you said, do we really need, you know, the show? But yeah, no, it's, it's, and it's done a great job of giving us the before yeah. Breaking Bad. So, yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, good, just like, like every step of the way, it sounds like a jump the shark, like cash grab that you're doing a prequel, you're doing a spinoff, like right. a character spinoff thing, like what? And, and it's, and it's kind of a shining example of like, here's how you do a prequel. Right. Right. Like, here's how you do a spinoff. That's not, you know, that's a little unconventional and, and, you know, clearly is the same DNA, but is also not the same thing. No. It's in that world. But yes. Yeah. And, it, <laughs> yeah. you know, also like we've talked about, it expands the world, but with at the same time, without being contradictory or being obvious, you know, in the way that it would you know, expand things. So yeah. yeah, no, it's a great one. It's a really good, it's a really good, it's spinoffs go. It's, it's like you said, it's one of the best that's been done, but again, it doesn't really, I mean, it doesn't in, in some ways it is a continuation of breaking bad. Some things it's not because it, it gives us that mm-hmm. prequel stuff. It's all that early stuff. Um, it's another instance where we don't necessarily get him, you know, it's not like him in an office with, um, you know, skinny Pete, or Badger, or somebody for some right. reason that can try a reason like they work together, and we don't just don't know it. Um, but you definitely get that bit of you know, like there's characters we obviously see 
from that series, you know, from Breaking Bad that we see in earlier times, like Mike and, and uh, Gus Fring. So Gustavo right. Fring. Yeah, so. yeah. But yeah, that's a really that's a really good one. I'm always, you know, I'm always happy to talk about that show. Which, yeah, I mean, but the interesting thing, too, about it, the, the weird phenomenon, too, that as much as, like, you, you, you appreciate a fresh setup of things, that, like, th- there is something about returning to the roots that just, that also gets people excited, too. Like, anytime, anytime a guest star pops in from the original show, mm-hmm. like, it's an event. It's a moment, right? right? Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep, definitely. Yeah, it's just it's it's a it's a weird dichotomy of 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 balance. I mean, they're hard to do. Like this conversation is making me realize, like like how how much it is like catching lightning in a bottle of like of of it's a it's a game of balance. Like how how much is familiar but not too familiar? How much is new but not too new? Right? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's walking a tightrope. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I was thinking. I mean, one of the things I thought about this when I was looking at stuff for this for the episode was. You know, every now and then you get situations where a character makes like one appearance on a show and then or a couple appearances, not even like they're not even a series regular and they get a spinoff of that show. And it's mm-hmm. not like for, like the one that I was thinking of the most, which I, I always I, I keep forgetting or I don't think about it is um, the Andy Griffith show is a spinoff. Yeah. Oh, right. You know, it was, you know, Danny Thomas had make room for daddy and, they you know, um, Andy Griffith at the time was it was doing stand up and I think he was in he was on Broadway. And, you know, they, there's an episode of Make Room for Daddy where he's, he gets stopped and gets a, a ticket, you know, he gets a ticket in a small town mm-hmm. and it's, it's Andy Griffith, you know, I don't know if he's, I don't even know if he's Andy Taylor. It's one of those things where, you know, they took the germ of the idea of him being a small town sheriff and he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's not really, you know, not a jerk in the episode, but he's, you know, in the, in, if you ever watched the Andy Griffith show, he's, he's the, you know, he's the justice of the peace. He's, you know, everything in that town. So. But they take that idea and expand it out, and you know you get like eight seasons out of, of Andy Griffith as a result, and then there's a spinoff from that, which is Mayberry RFD. So, right, yeah, I mean it's one of the things I don't, I don't, you know, it's, it's I was trying to think of more instances where a character or an actor just showed up, and they thought, you know, we should do more of this. Kind of like I think we were talking about the same conversation we had um, when we talked about Bill Burr. I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. But we talked about Bill Burr's character. I made the joke about Bill's Burr, Bill Burr's character in. Uh, Mandalorian that I would watch a spinoff of him, right? Of all the talk, mm-hmm. of all the of all the characters that are that are supposed to be spun off of that show or maybe spun out of that, you know, I would I'd watch that guy. <laughs> I'd watch yeah. I'd watch that character in a spinoff in a, in a heartbeat. Are you kidding? Right. You know, and the funny thing is, I don't know if anyone else saw this, but there was an announcement this this week with um, and I'm not spoiling anything because I don't know if, if Clifton's finished it yet or not, but um, I finished Cobra Kai over the last weekend. Got finished, finished season three. I'm in season two now. I'm in season two okay. now. <laughs> So <laughs> without spoiling anything that, you know, they're talking about, you know, what they want, what's next. And one of the talks is they want to do spinoffs. Oh, interesting. Okay. You know, which, which of course it is a popular show and, and it's one of, you know, the biggest things on Netflix. So I'm not surprised that they would talk about it, but it's one of the things where I started to think about, well, who are they going to spin off from this? So. Right. Yeah. You know, but yeah. Well, I mean, but you, you harped on Star Wars, Star Wars and Star Wars is kind of the, it's kind of the big one too. We're like. You know, if if you open it up to other media and everything, like my God, like the spinoffs that Star Wars has spun off, has has spawned is is uh, is incredible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, l- l- listen, I I watch a Greedo movie. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah, but to me, Star Wars is the late kid to the party. Uh, Star Trek's been doing this since the eighties. Yeah, mm, Hell, okay. Still, uh, technically, they're still doing spinoffs as long as they stay in that universe. Mm. And and bring out characters from previous incarnations. You could argue to say still spinoff territory as far as how they take the notion or the universe or hell the ships, the directive. They're still eating off that. Yeah, yeah. But no, yeah. Star Wars is <laughs> the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, yeah. No, there is. I mean, it's it, it's it's look, it's a it's a big swimming pool <laughs> oh, indeed indeed it's a playing you know what i mean and yeah and i mean you, you look at solo solos you know solo's a spinoff it is a spinoff you know and then we got lando like lando <laughs> like lando's kind of a spinoff of that too like mm-hmm. you know you, you could argue you can make the argument but um yeah there's some cool stuff coming i think mm-hmm. 
Just going back, we did talk about NCIS, but we forgot to mention that NCIS itself is a spinoff of JAG. Is it really? Is it really? Yep. Oh, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, because that's yeah. both Donald Belisario shows, right? Sure. Yep, about naval, about naval law enforcement. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, I never knew that. Yeah, I think I remember. I think at one point I knew that, and then you know didn't think about it anymore. I've never really watched either of those shows. Yeah, because Jag didn't run all that long. I mean, it had multiple seasons. It started on NBC before going to CBS, but then NCIS has been an empire. Yeah, in right, media yeah. ever oh, yeah. since. <laughs> oh, then there's there's two. Well, one doing research. I didn't know Colbert Report was a spinoff from The Daily Show. Is it though? I, hey. <laughs> is, it, is it really though? I didn't know. I, I mean, know. I saw that too when I was looking at stuff. I'm like, yeah, it sort of is, but it's sort yeah, of. I mean, he's playing a different character. Yeah. yeah. But he did he ever do that bit on Daily Show? I that I'm not sure. That's my question. I don't, I don't. I don't recall him doing that bit when he was on the Daily Show. That was my okay. thing. Like I don't remember it being so blatant. Right. That no, he was I doing. Agree. Right. I agree. But okay, there's been a couple then. though. Then I mean, like Jordan Klepper's show. <laughs> right, know, but similar, like, that was one. a character and he didn't do that character on daily show oh okay right it's i mean it's similar to colbert so if colbert is then he is but it was the same situation right then i have another question okay are all the housewives shows <laughs> spinoffs no okay make sure that's make a, fra- sure. That's a franchise that's what that is okay that's a <laughs> franchise okay okay yeah. Okay. That's just that's just that. a that's just those are those are franchise cash grabs. That's what that is. <laughs> okay. That no, is I'm, not, I'm cool those are that. not a spin-off. And then Scooby Doo is what remakes. Um. No, I'd say Scooby Doo has been more. They've had more. I mean, when you think about it, I, I remember reading an article back a while back. I don't know if it was IO Nine or one of those sites that was talking about the idea of um, the Scooby Doo multiverse and the idea that there's been so many incarnations of Scooby Doo at this point. Um, they can't possibly all be the same kids from the, the late sixties, early seventies. So they have yes. to be, they have to be a rebooted universe every couple of years or every, you know, whenever they do something different. Okay. Okay. You know, including like, I was thinking more of the Archies are more like that. Sure. Okay. Well, I mean, the Archies are that way too, but it's also to that, I, that I, I apply the, the, what is the rule that Hickman had for secret wars that every eight years is about far back as you can remember. <laughs> so every decade so every decade is about as far back as you can remember like at one point you know you know it was it was it was this was the was the setup for all the archie stories in that t- particular time and then after that you know once enough time had passed well we've moved into or like if you want to like at one point um ben Grimm and, and reed richards were uh world war ii vets <laughs> right <laughs> and eventually that kept getting moved that 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 you know that moment kept, kept moving moved because as they got older and the characters didn't really age, they couldn't still be World War II bits in 19, you know, 85. It didn't make a lot of sense. So, okay, Cap, so just- Cap and Bucky would be the only World War II. Well, and Nick Fury would be like the only vets from that, that particular war. geriatric. Yeah, from that particular war. So, Okay. Okay. That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> Very good. You you stuffed me good with Scooby Doo though. Like I'm thinking, I'm like, what is Scooby Doo? Yeah, yeah. No, I thought like, the it's same just, thing. It's like like it's just it's just more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. lots of yeah. sequels, sometimes reboots. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> yeah, sometimes prequel. Pup named Scooby Doo. I loved when I was a kid. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, pup named Scooby Doo. Yeah, prequel technically. And then they yeah. didn't have the um the mystery gang. Sometimes it'd be uh, uh scrappy and shaggy. There'll be no Velma, Fred, or Daphne. Well, 13, you know, right. 13 Ghosts is Scooby 13 Doo. Ghosts. Yeah. yeah. And he'd be wearing a red t-shirt instead of a green t-shirt. Mm, yeah. 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 No, it, it's all, you know. Then if you go into live action, they've done, there's been, there was one where it was basically um, Velma and Daphne were solving mysteries before they met the boys. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, it's, I, I think it's just one of those things where it's, it's. It can't all be. Huh. I mean, you could. I mean, you could argue it's all like it's like Archie. I could. I could see that. So too. Daphne and Velma go way back. Like they're the yeah. originators of the group, huh? That's. I mean, that's what yep. they put out a movie Apparently. like in the last, like I would say, the last five to six years. That was a live action that had the two of them. I mean, it was straight to. It was. Yeah, it was like a Cartoon Network made live there you action go. movie. That's it. Oh, uh, okay, okay, yeah. Ooh, so, I was, I was gonna then, say. So it wasn't Scoob. It wasn't the CG. No. animated one from no. like, then, what, yes, last year. Scoob is, I guess, I guess, the latest thing, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, and then there's the mother of all spinoffs. Go ahead. 
Okay. The Simpsons. Right. Right. Yeah, that's it. That's the Empire Strikes Back one. Jesus. Yeah. When Frank brought up Andy Griffith, which I forgot completely, right, was a spinoff. It, then, then that that Simpsons jumped into my head. I'm like, all right, Simpsons is a spinoff too. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, so my favorite is Frasier. I said that. Tom, Tom, are you going with Angel, or you, or you got a different one? My, yeah, you know what, Angel. Okay. Yeah, let's not change anything. Angels so, are perfect. Frank Clifton, I want to get yours get yours on record. Get yours in first before <laughs> before we start closing out. Which is which is the one, the shining example, like like spin-off. Spin-off. This is a spin-off done right. It's this. Mork and Mindy. There you go. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a great one too. Yeah, we didn't even talk about Laverne and Shirley either. Spin-off of Happy Days, yeah, with Laverne and Shirley and Joni Loves Chachi. Right. Joni Loves Chachi. Uh, mm. Right. Yeah, because Laverne and Shirley <laughs> okay. was, it's a, we'll get back, I'm not stalling for time, I know my answer. But Laverne and Shirley is, um, is one of those where they were introduced as one thing on the show, and then when they got their own show, they were definitely, like, it was definitely toned down. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen the, when the, the first appearance, like, their first appearance in the show is, the idea, if I remember correctly, was, is like, they're the girls you call when you, when you want, you know, you... you <laughs> You want a guaranteed night? I'll just put it in a nice way. Yeah, yeah. Laverne was the yeah the good night girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have, okay. you have no worried about about how it's going to end. <laughs> and it, yeah, and it was and then obviously they definitely tone that down when they get their own series. That's not how they are, who they are at that point. Because then you have like Carmine the big ragu Ragusa being like like the Shirley's longtime boyfriend. So it's not one of those things mm-hmm. where yeah. So they definitely change it around. And then I remember when when they introduced um the Robin Williams as as Mork. You know, doesn't he have like a couple appearances before? Like he's in a dream sequence at first, right? Yeah, but he's 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 gradually brought in, right? Like he's not a one and done, right? And then they they retcon that within Happy Days before they give him his own series. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so but what is it, Clifton? What is it about Mork and Mindy that's like that? That that's your top one. Oh no! I mean, I was just one I thought of, but I loved it when I was a kid, and I wasn't a fan of Happy Days because I didn't have nostalgia yet when I was a kid. For, <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> like, when I was a kid, I, there was no nostalgia for the fifties. Right. So, right. Uh, Morgan Mindy was like a fun, like live action cartoon to me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So, Frank, what's yours? Well, I you know I would go with Angel, but just to be you know, Angel is, is still you know a high watermark for for uh, for spinoffs. I'll go with Better Call Saul. I mean, still got a okay. season to go. <laughs> the best, are you one of the best in history? Right, exactly. I, I would say if I had to, if, if if it came down between Angel and, and Saul, uh, I would have to choose Angel just because I've seen it all. Um, mm-hmm. Not that I think that we're you know we're we're near the we're near the end zone of of Better Call Saul and they're going to fumble and and you know do something dumb and mess it up. I think the the quality mark is going to be there all the way through. But just because I've seen all of Angel, I would have to go with Angel. But since it's already taken, I'll go with Better Call Saul. Okay. Well, no, if you want it, because for me, I have an honorable mention. I was I was thinking about a different role because that helped me make the decision to go to college. Okay. Mm-hmm. Due to when up. it came out and what it incorporated. Right. Yeah. Well, Angel made me want to be a vampire with a soul. So. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a high mark. Yeah. Good to have goals. All right. So Frank Frank says better call Saul, but really he says Angel. It really, it's Angel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until until Better Call Saul does a does a Muppet episode, then <laughs> right. If there's a Better Call yeah, Saul then episode, you're in. like Smile Time, yeah, yeah. that'll be different. Good so. God, I don't I don't know how they made that work, but God, it's awesome. Oh, it works. It works real well. It works <laughs> it's it's so great. Great episode. Mm-hmm. Um, such a bizarre Angel episode, but it's so fun. Yeah, it um, works. Anyway, all right. So, um, close out. Let's go around and say like, what's a spinoff we want to see? But first. If you like the show, you could check out all of our episodes on YouTube and let me know how it is dot com. Just please, however you find us, don't forget to like, subscribe and leave us a review. Finally, if there's anything you'd like to hear Clifton, Tommy, Frank and myself to cover, be sure to leave a topic suggestion on Twitter or in the comments. Our Twitter handle is our show's initials at L-M-K-H-I-I. All right. So what's a spinoff we want to see? Oh, one. I don't think it's ever going to happen, but this is an old thing I wanted. This is when okay. they um, announced Korra. Mm-hmm. From um Avatar, mm-hmm. I want to see the Kyoshi Warriors mm. before Aang came. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, listen, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't say that we're never gonna get that. Okay. I think the cool thing about Avatar: The Last Airbender is that, like, there's, 
Right. It's like Star Wars is there. There's any number of directions you can go in. Yes. And and Kyoshi is is immensely popular. Yes. You know what I mean? I, I mean, series. I don't know. But I mean, possibly a movie. But, you know, I mean, I know they did a comic book about but, her, right? No, not her. The warriors. The warriors that were inspired by her. Oh, you're saying not Avatar Kyoshi. The, 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 okay. Yeah. Well, Suki's getting a book too coming soon, isn't she? I think so. But yeah. I, re- I wanted to see what she did before the Aang gang came around and helped them. Right. Yeah. Because they were their own thing before they showed up. I'd watch it. I'm not alone. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would love to see that. All right. Clifton, you want to go next? I can go, but I'm stealing the one Frank already mentioned because what? I was going to say Mayfield from <laughs> as Bill Burr's character from Mandalorian, <laughs> which is the one that Frank had suggested on another show. And I'm like, yeah, I want to see more of Mayfield and maybe even some of the villains we saw in his season one appearance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like when they just backstab each other and stuff. Sure. Um, like I'd be into that. So hopefully we do get more of them in the Rangers of the New Republic show that's coming to Disney plus sometime. Okay. Yeah, very cool. He's awesome in it. He's so great. I love it. Anyway, okay. So Frank, <laughs> yeah. Do you have Do you have another oh, one? No, I, I had a couple, so it's good. Okay, I, I prepared. <laughs> no, I okay. I, I um, I would love to see. Um, I was watching. Um, Beverly Hills Cop was on Paramount, the Paramount Network, a couple okay. about, about a week or so ago, and I was pointing out to my wife, um, uh, young um, Jonathan Banks. <laughs> so okay. I, in my mind I've had the idea of like you know the further we go back in the time of 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 uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul you know Mike Ermintrout is like the is the Jonathan Banks character is the, is kind of a not necessarily the through line but he's there I'd like to see more of his time in well he's from Detroit Tommy is that where he's from um I, oh yeah 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 because that's where his son died yeah 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 yeah, Detroit. yeah I want yeah. I would like to see a young Mike series because it's one of those things where in most in most situations in both series. You know, I mean, he's destructive. His character is destructive to himself at times. But like, generally, that character is always like in the know of what to do. Mm-hmm. And it's really, I think it's yeah. one of those things where I love those characters in things, but I'm always curious about how they got there. How he got wise, basically. Yeah, exactly. Like, like he's like we've seen him. We've seen him in two different times. You know, in times in in both shows. You know, like the one with uh, what's the one where he's the this it's in Breaking Bad, right? The one with the with the with the shoe. Remember, with yes. the, with the, yeah, yes. that whole yes. that whole scene is one of my favorites in all in all those series. That scene with the, with the shoe and, and the and the guy that he's going to get there. That yeah, all that stuff. But I, I'd love to see how he became, you know, Mike Ermintrout. How he became wise, basically. I'd love to see that 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 in wow. the series. Well, wow. no, I mean, imagery of him young is what I've seen from Wise Guy, where he's basically what's his name's Ken Wall's arm handler. Right? right. He's yeah. He's his handler. <laughs> yeah. But no. But seeing again, seeing him in Beverly Hills Cop, I was like, huh. And then then I started thinking about who would they cast as young Mike Ermintrude. Young. So that's what I want. Okay. Since Clifton took mine, that's the one I'll go. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I like all your guys' suggestions. Yeah, I want all of these. All right. So mine is Philip Banks begins the rise of Uncle Phil. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yes that's I, funny. i'm joking about the title but listen i am a thousand percent serious about wanting to see this as a show you don't want right? young, because, you don't want you don't want young niles and frazier uh no 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 let me pitch you on uncle phil here <laughs> all right go ahead okay. Okay. That's because, one here. yeah because re-watching fresh prince at you know at night when i'm when i'm in bed or whatever mm-hmm. right Uncle Phil is becoming incredibly interesting to me, right? Like his arc of the early episodes when his mom pops in and and you learn like he grew up on a farm in North Carolina. Uh, okay. Right? Yeah. And then which is horrible. You find out he's active in civil rights. Like he says in one episode where like where Will Smith has got like like the Malcolm X poster and he's like you got the Malcolm X poster and you say the slogans. He's like I I listen to the brother speak. Mm-hmm. Right? And so there there are episodes where you 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 hear about like his activism in the sixties with, with, you know, Vivian, his wife and, and some of their friends and stuff like that. He gets a scholarship to go to Princeton and then he, and then he gets a law degree and then there's flashback moments where you see the smaller apartment that Hillary and Carlton like lived in when they were little, while he was still working at the, at the law firm. Mm-hmm. And 
he proposes on Soul Train and then <laughs> and then grows to be grows to be a little ashamed of it. And that's kind of like the arc of that episode. Um, and then becomes like a partner and then gets elected to be a judge. And I think that there's such an interesting through line of this character that we would see this character like like, you know, rags to riches, but like through the 60s. And you can kind of do like a Wonder Years thing, right? We're like, this is this event and this is Selma and this is right. Mm-hmm. And and, you know, and here's the March on Washington. And there's, you know, a ton of like, like moments that you can have while at the same point, like, I, I like the, the episode where Will's father shows up. And this is like, I know everybody's seen that clip of like, like, like Will crying in Uncle Phil's arms. Like, why didn't he want me, man? Right. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a scene in the beginning of that episode where. Will finally like meets his dad and brings him to the house and uncle Phil walks in the door and he recognizes him immediately. He's like, what the hell are you doing here? Right? So that says to me relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Of course there must be right. He's, he's involved with his sister-in-law. And so I just think that there's interesting conversations to be had about fatherhood with the two of them and why one gets it so right. And one gets it so wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, yes, not, not an ounce of irony here. I'm serious. I want an Uncle Phil prequel <laughs> show. Doesn't sound All too right. bad. I like your idea. Right? No, it sounds good. Awesome. Make it happen. Please. <laughs> Please, people. Anyway. All right. So that spinoffs. Be sure to tell us your thoughts on spinoffs in the comments. As always, we will post links and examples to everything we talk about on letmeknowhowitis.com. Please remember to like us and follow us on social media. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.